You are listening to Changing Careers, a podcast about how MBA careers are changing and how MBAs change their careers. I am Conrad Chua. I'm really pleased to have today a legend in the business school circuit. Don Leslie has spoken to countless MBAs over the years about careers in consulting. Don himself has witnessed the great changes that are continuing to take place within the consulting industry. Although he says he's retired, Don still has that boundless energy and passion for advising MBAs. I caught up with him just after he had spoken to more than 150 students about, what else, a career in consulting. I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two from Don Leslie. First, Don introduces himself. Okay, my name is Don Leslie. I've been around the consulting industry there or thereabouts for something like 35 years now. I'm still only 29. <laughs> I started off working in professional services, but I was very fortunate to r- understand that consulting was starting to grow in the UK in the early to mid-1980s. And I saw an opportunity there that wasn't being exploited by anyone else. At that time, we had, in London, we had McKinsey, Boston, and relatively recently Bain at that point. And also, not the big four, but the big ten firms of accountants who were establishing slowly consultancy practices. I saw a recruitment opportunity there. So with two friends who were in professional services, I set up a recruitment business to focus on hiring for management consultancies. First time entrants going into consultancies. Now, the UK market for MBAs going into consultancy is not nearly as well developed as it is in North America. So that was only part of the service that I offered the consultancies. Sometimes they wanted to hire MBAs, but sometimes also they wanted to hire people out of industry. So I, in the early days of the growth of the consultancy market in the UK, I was just trying to find good people, clever people who'd done well in whatever career they'd chosen to go into. Uh, They didn't necessarily have to have an MBA at that point. We'll come back to this thing about uh, looking for people for consulting. But uh, Don, you're, you're a real legend amongst the uh, business schools for consulting. And obviously, you've got great, uh, huge amounts of experience, expertise. And uh, I'm an avid reader of your newsletter where you talk, and that's how I learn about what's going on in consulting. I think from uh, the last maybe two years or so, you've written and you've spoken a lot about the changes in the consulting landscape. I thought maybe we talk about two of those trends. I think the first one would be the consolidation of the firms. You talked about the Big Ten when you first started and it's gone down quite a lot. Um, so if you can talk about consolidation. And I think the other part which you talk a lot about is how within each firm, they're expanding their services. So it's very difficult now, or almost impossible to find uh, a pure strategy consulting firm. So can you talk a bit more about these changes? Yes, sure. Well, as the consultancy industry has grown So it has spawned more consultancies with um, people leaving the larger consultancies to set up on their own uh, to establish businesses that consult in maybe narrow industry areas or narrow functional areas. These have grown and become successful and the larger consultancies have seen the opportunity to acquire these businesses to give them entry into new areas of business that they didn't consult into previously or to consolidate uh, to extend their existing practices. So this has been a trend that actually has been going on for decades, that a consultancy gets to a certain size, 
is known for being expert or very good in its field, and a larger consultancy will come along and acquire it. Um, and that's why there's always been a, a dearth of really good mid-sized consultancies. So those that survive are either very large or small and growing. The small and growing ones rarely get to a mid-size and, and stay mid-sized because usually it's a bigger firm will come along and eat them up. What does this mean for uh, an MBA graduate who wants to go into consulting? Is it you think it's easier now compared to in the past or is it more difficult because of these changes? Well, I, I think it's, it's the same really. Um, the consultancies used to find that they were competing with investment banks to hire MBAs. Now, the investment banking isn't hiring as many MBAs as it once did. So that makes it a little bit easier, one might say, uh, for uh, the consultancies to attract MBAs. But MBAs can do other things now. They can join fintech businesses, and that seems to be an attractive route for MBAs. Or they could set up their own business, which has always been an attractive route. So the consultancies are, will always be interested in MBAs, but ne don't, not necessarily have found it easier to attract more recently. It's just that the, their competitors are different. There are perhaps more interesting opportunities now for MBAs and consultancies as consultancies have moved into some new areas. So over the last few years, we've had the rise of digital transformation. So there's been a, a, a demand for MBAs who've got both left brain and right brain thinking that on the one side, they are very data, they're very, very comfortable with, with analyzing data. Uh, data analytics, but on the other side, they've got a creative, empathetic uh, understanding, which would certainly uh, attract them or make them attractive to consultancies that have moved into this quasi-advertising space. So what we've seen over the last couple of years is consultancies like um, Accenture Interactive, Capgemini Invent, uh, EY Seren, offering services that five years ago you'd have gone to an advertising agency to get. And this is the consultancies now moving into a new area that they, they hadn't really been considered as competitors before and now are serious competitors uh, to the advertising industry. Uh, we're seeing, for example, maybe not so relevant for MBAs, but um, some of the big firms moving into providing more legal services, legal services at a transactional level, because... They can utilize robotic process automation and artificial intelligence to automate um, the provision of certain levels, low levels of legal advice, and do that more efficiently than the large law firms. So it's really interesting the way that what started out maybe as an accountancy finance orientated industry has moved into almost every area of business and organization. It's interesting you, spoke, you, you, you talk about this because I think it was in yesterday's Financial Times where... McKinsey is opening a retail shop in the Mall of America. Wow. As, um, and they're selling stuff to actually gather data about customer behavior, which they can obviously then use to advise uh, their clients. So it's just amazing how firms have almost met, you know, changed and, and metamorphosized into quite different things, but it's quite exciting. Do you think that means that um, consulting firms can now appeal to a wider range of MBA students? I think, I think it, it does, and I think it's becoming increasingly less important what the MBA did before she or he came to business school. As long as whatever it, they did, they've done well, and have got good academic achievement, and when I say they've done well, they've done better than their peer group, um, that will make them attractive to the consultancy firms, and it gives 
because the consultancy landscape is so so wide now, it gives new opportunities to MBAs to go into consultancy that maybe previously wouldn't have considered consultancy. So an extreme example could be a sports person who's gone off to do an MBA. There are lots of consultancies now that offer advice in the sports and leisure space. So that would be something that could attract somebody who's been a track athlete or a professional football player or whatever. So if an MBA student comes up to you and says, well, I'm interested in consulting, I'm not sure if consulting is the right uh, fit for me or I'm the right fit. What do you say? I mean, what, what are firms looking for and what, are, what should students think about if they're considering a consultant? So I made the point about being successful in whatever career you've chosen, doing well academically. But on an interpersonal skills side, there are some fundamental things that consultancies, indeed any business, are looking for. And it's up really to the individual to emphasize that he or she has these qualities and is able to give examples of how they have been able to use these qualities in in life or in work. So leadership is one. So either having been a leader or showing the potential to be a leader. Um, being a problem solver. Most of consultancy is about looking at issues that organizations are finding it difficult to solve. And if you are able to break a problem down into its constituent parts and work through them in logical process, that's great. That's what the consultancies want. So that's why they say somebody who's good at crosswords or doing Sudoku or is always interested in doing a puzzle, that is a sign that you could potentially be a good consultant. Um, and you've got to be creative and you've got to be able to come up with new ideas. And I'm not saying you have to reinvent the wheel every time because most consultancy work is taking a solution that's worked in one industry and maybe applying it to another industry, tweaking it a little bit. But you've got to have that perspective that allows you to come up with these ideas to show how something that's worked in one industry could be relevant to this, as the solution to another industry. So Don, you've spoken to many generations of MBA students over the years. How have MBA students changed? You know, I don't think they've changed that much, Conrad. They're usually ambitious people who've come to do a business uh, school qualification because they want to reinvent themselves. They may have been scientists or engineers or artists, musicians in the past, and they want to do something that's more that will allow them to advance in management or in an organization. So I think the, the touchstone of, consult of MBAs has always been that they are clever people with interesting and varied backgrounds who want to go on and do something new. And to go into consultancy would be doing something new for most of them. When I speak to uh, MBA students uh, about consulting or, or, or careers, uh, a lot of the, they spend a lot of their time preparing things on the analytical side, so preparing for the case interview. And I guess for many years, that's what you had to do, the case interviews, and then there was the personal impact interview later on. But now consulting firms have a wider range of tools to assess students. So that could be uh, video interviews, could be simulation and games assessment centers. I mean, what's your take on what are some of the new things that consulting firms are trying out? Well, you mentioned video interviewing or being interviewed by an avatar in a remote location. Um, lots of psychological profiling going on now. But all these things are just iterations of, of classical techniques of being able to understand what makes somebody tick. So as well as being able to demonstrate 
success in the workplace and good academic achievement. I think it's also important to have war stories to tell, stories that illustrate that you have been a good team leader, for example. It doesn't necessarily have to be team leader in a workplace. It could have been you leading a team of Girl Scouts uh, on an expedition into the countryside. Um, think about the attributes that you'll have to demonstrate that you have to make yourself a good consultant that would, might be tested in the interview and just have little stories to tell about your success in those areas where you come up with a new idea to solve a problem. So Don, as we wrap up, how can listeners uh, find out more about you or contact? Okay, well, I've got a website, um, donlesley.uk, uh, Don Leslie being my, my, my name. Uh, have a look at that and you'll see that I post up um, information on a monthly basis that I've gleaned from around the consultancy world uh, that might be of interest to students who are thinking about going into consultancy and from time to time. I will write on particular subjects. I also write on LinkedIn. Uh, I post articles there from time to time. Uh, my email address is don at donlesley.uk. I'm always pleased to hear from MBA students and others. Um, I always say I will do my best to respond to anyone who approaches me. Um, I haven't got time to read through five different versions of your CV to tell you which one's the best for McKinsey, or I haven't got time to read an essay that you're preparing on change management consultancy. But if you can ask me something succinct and I can answer it in a succinct fashion, I promise I will do so. That was my conversation with Don Leslie. Having worked in the business school world for more than 10 years, I'm still struck at the enduring popularity of consulting as a career choice amongst MBAs. That idea Cracking a puzzle in a different industry or company every couple of months is something that appeals to many MBAs. You can listen to this show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, subscribe if you've not done so. If you've already subscribed, thank you so much. And as usual, one favor, share this with someone you know who would benefit from listening. You can also leave a rating and review. It helps others discover this show. Let me know how you think about the show by tweeting me at Conrad Chua 16. So that's at Conrad Chua, spelled C H U A 16. Till next time, this is Conrad Chua on Changing Careers. Mm-hmm.